Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. We are on the air. This is Thesis. Three, two, one. We are on the air. This is Thesis. Everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. How's it going out there, folks? Hope you are doing well. It's been a few days, but I am here and alive and well. Hope you are doing well. Thank you for showing up today and uh, hanging out with us. Thank you. Um, so, uh, election season. Uh, we are in an election season. But um, the presidential election is uh, just around the corner. 36 days away. And, um, you know, things get a little crazy uh, during an election year. I mean, things are already crazy as they are uh, every year. Uh, but during an election year, things get a little crazy because, you know, everything gets partisan and um, and the bickering and the blame games and the this and the that and everybody's mad at each other and then somehow we find a way. Well, I don't know. Lately, it's been a little bit different. But at, uh, in prior years, you know, we vote, whoever wins, best man wins, whatever, and then... You know, and then we get back to business, you know, because, of course, we still got to feed our families. We still got to pay our bills. So, you know, we find ways to to move on. Well, we used to. Um, and I don't know, leading up to this election, it's getting a little crazy out there. But anyway, I didn't want to talk about uh, partisan politics or anything like that. But I did want to talk about elections, elections themselves. Um, you know, like, where did this whole concept and this idea of of of, of uh, voting for a representative and all of that, right? Well, you know, some of these systems go way back, and uh, I mean, history credits the Greeks in Athens specifically for developing uh, the democracy. You know, and there's there's several different kinds of systems of governance, and we're gonna go. We're gonna go through through those through some of those, and you know we're gonna dig in a little bit the way we do here in the at thesis. You know we don't do things the way um, other folks do. We like to try to bring a different angle, different perspective to you guys. So we're gonna look at, you know, we're gonna dig in a little bit into ancient uh, ancient Greece, and we're gonna look at some of the different states. Cause remember, Greek um, Greece, um, ancient Greece was was made up of city-states, um, and uh, and it's like each one had their little territory or their little, you know, like little states, you know, and then they all had their different governing systems or whatever, but they all got along together, you know, for the most part, you know, they would fight amongst each, they would fight each other and stuff like that, but overall, they were, they were unified under the Greek um, banner, let's say, you know. Because there were all Greek states, you know. As anyhow, so in Athens they develop what we see, what we know now as democracy. Now there's several things that I wanted to talk about specifically because, for whatever reason, there seems to be some mis misinformation out there, you know. And I don't know if it's if it's intentional misinformation or maybe the folks who are saying it or whatever, uh, maybe aren't just choosing their words correctly or something but uh, so like when we think of uh, when we think of our system here you know people say that we're a democracy well in in 
in actuality, we are a republic, first and foremost, you know? And we do use the democratic system where we vote for people. But see, the republic part and the uh, constitutional republic part specifically um, uh, lineates uh, how and what, you know, the electors and the electoral college and this and that, you know? So we're not a pure democracy. Uh, a pure democracy would be like popular vote wins, you know? And not only that, it would be, and we're going to get into some examples, but let's say um, they would be voting for everything, you know, for every issue that comes up. Um, everybody would get to vote, and the majority, and not, not the majority, let's say, in a House or a Senate, you know, like our system. It would be the majority of the people, all the people, right? That's how a pure democracy works. You know, in Athens, they would vote for generals, and you know, I mean, that's how that's how it was. Now, <clears throat> we are going to get into a little bit um, of it, but um, not everybody could vote, and you know, there was certain there was restrictions. You had to be a male over eighteen, and certain things like that. But when issues came up, everybody had. I mean, everybody voted, and that's how they would um, fix their issues. Now we we do the same thing here. Different states um, have different systems. You know, um, some states have a house and a, and a senate, and a, you know, and then other states have a one type bicameral. I don't know what it's called, but anyhow, different governing systems. You know, and in each, then each state has their own laws. For instance, their speed limits and uh, and um, you know criminal laws, stuff like that. That's a republic. So, so the the thing that the way our system is set up is a republic to where, you know, there's these different uh, jurisdictions, and in each jurisdiction they have, you know, uh, their ability to create their own local zoning laws and this and that, right? Uh, so the state makes the state laws, but then the counties enforce those state laws, but allowing the the cities within those counties to create their own um, so when a, when a, when a, when a city makes a law it's it, well, I'm sorry when a city passes a law it's it's not a law it's more like a, a ordinance a city ordinance you know what I'm saying uh, you know loitering or, or whatever right as this so see then the cities make their own you know we'll put we'll say laws in quotes ordinances and and in each different part so city of Dallas has some ordinances then Grand Prairie or, 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 you know, all these other cities surrounding have their own or other ordinances, which can, some are similar, some are different or whatever, but under the guidelines of the state laws, right? Let's say the laws of Texas. That's what a republic is. Then we have the federal government, which makes laws to unite all these different governing systems, all these states together, it makes laws, uh, uh, to to you know money uh, uh, trade within the states and like it, it gets it's very deep and complicated of what um, it shouldn't be too complicated but you know what the federal laws do you know so so that's our system is a republic a constitutional republic so you know when when you hear someone say well we're a democracy well not quite you know if somebody says we're a democracy that's too simple, you know, 
that's too simple of an explanation, you know. Because sure, we vote, but it's not that simple. It's it's way different. It's it's, it's a little bit bigger than that. And you know, of course. So what we want to do here is we want to educate ourselves about these things, so we'll know. And so when it comes up, we can say, well, hold them up. You know, ex I think, uh, I think the the proper wording would be, you know, republic or this and that, right? Okay. Uh, so you know, and the reason I want to get into the election, of course, is right around the corner. Uh, but there's a lot of interesting things. Um, about, and a lot of interesting information about the Greek states, you know, and the different types of governing uh, uh, systems. Now, I'm sure prior to the creation of some of these Greek states, I'm sure some of these ideas were probably tried in other parts, you know, and some of these ideas, you know, in some ways, you know, it takes time for them to, 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 to kind of grow and to kind of make their way through society, you know, it had to have seeds somewhere, you know, but of course in Athens, it was the, it was the, um, the, um, the navel, <laughs> right, the center of, of intellect of the ancient world, you know, for whatever reason, um, but yeah, so there was many governing systems, you know, throughout the throughout the ancient world but in uh, uh, there was four specific systems used in the different states in in the Greek states and uh, I want to go over some of that stuff so we're gonna um, I want to thank our friends at ancient.eu this is where we're getting the information from uh, ancient history encyclopedia right okay so um, the Greek states, oh, well, well, let's here, let's get started on this, so, uh, just so we can understand, and remember, ancient Greek, we're talking maybe 300 BC, you know, something like that, so, way back, way back when, um, alright, so, uh, the government systems of ancient Greece, uh, were varied, um, as the Greeks searched for answers to such fundamental questions as, as, uh, who should rule and how. Uh, should sovereignty lie in the rule of law, uh, the constitution, officials, or the citizens? Uh, not settling on a definitive answer to these questions, government in the ancient Greek world therefore took extraordinary diverse forms and across different city-states and over many centuries political power could rest in the hands of a single individual or, an, or um, I'm sorry, can rest in the hands of a single uh, individual, an elite, uh, or an every male citizen, a democracy, widely regarded as the Greeks' greatest contribution to civilization. Uh, the four most common systems of Greek governments, uh, Greek governance, were uh, democracy, right, rule by the people, um, male citizens. A monarchy ruled by an individual who had inherited his role <clears throat> you know um, uh, what is the divine right theory you know um, where God quote-unquote chooses the king right um, oligarchy uh, ruled by a select group of individuals uh, and a tyranny ruled by an individual who had seized power by unconstitutional means. 
you know, um, a coup d'etat or, or you know, killing the <laughs> the sovereign and taking control of, of power. Este. Our knowledge of the political systems in ancient Greek uh, in the ancient Greek world comes from a wide range of sources. Um, while for Athens, it is possible to piece together more complete history. We have only an incomplete picture of the systems um, in most city-states and many details of how the political apparatus actually functions are missing. Uh, because, you know, uh, there was a lot of wars um, when the Persians invaded and, I mean, they did conquer some of those states and, I mean, they just tore everything down. So, you know, we can safely say that a lot of that information was lost and usually when they get conquered, then there was, it, it, you know, changes over uh, to other leadership and like stuff gets lost so we can we can understand that as uh, historians <laughs> well we're not historians but you know we love history so um, surviving though are over 150 political speeches and 20,000 inscriptions which include 500 de decrees and 10 laws there are also two specific uh, specifically political texts with the same title, the Constitution of the Athenians, one written by Aristotle, or one of his pupils, and the other attributed uh, to Xenophon. Other sources, other sources which discuss politics and govern, uh, government include Aristotle's politics and the historical works of Herodotus, uh, Herodotus and Thucydides, and Xenophon. In addition, the politics is often lampooned in the comedies of Aristophanes. <laughs> <clears throat> democracy, in quotes. Athens' constitution is called a democracy because it respects the interests not of the minority, but of the whole people. When it is a question of settling private disputes, everyone is equal before the law. When it is a question of putting one personal before one person before another in positions of public responsibility, what counts is not membership of a particular class, but the actual ability which the man possesses. Persicles 431 BC. Uh, any male citizen 18 years or older should speak, at least in theory, and vote in the Assembly of Athens. So there, since Athens was a pure democracy, you know, like let's imagine our House of Representatives, right? We have representatives that represent our districts and our cities and our whatever, right? And they speak for us. Now in Athens, uh, theoretically, if you were able to vote, right, you had the right to go speak. Now, of course, politics and money and this and that and people that were really good at speaking, um you know, um, they would filibuster and just sit up, you know, they would just sit there and talk and talk and talk, whatever, so, so it was very rare for the common man to get up there, but, uh, but theoretically, they had the right to do so, remember, this is a pure democracy, uh, because each vote is held to an equal standard, you know, there wasn't a house of representatives or nothing, they, the vote was the vote itself, <clears throat> okay, uh, the word democracy derives from the Greek demos, which refers to the entire citizen body, and although it is Athens which has become associated with the birth of democracy, from around 460 BC, other Greek states um, 
did establish a similar political system. Uh, notably, Argos, Syracuse, Rhodes, um, Erthari, uh, and Erythri. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Um, Athens is, however, the state we know most about. The Assembly of Athens met at least once a month, perhaps two or three times, on the Sphinx Hill in a dedicated space which could accommodate 6,000 citizens. Uh, any male citizen 18 or older uh, could speak, in theory, um, and vote in the Assembly, usually with a simple show of hands. Uh, attendance even paid for, was even paid for in certain periods, which was a measure, of encouraged, um, a measure to encourage citizens who lived far away and couldn't afford the time off to attend. You know, so they, they wanted um, the most uh, participation from the citizens. So they actually even uh, paid out money to have people come. And not to vote, well, I don't know, we, they probably did, uh, to vote in specific ways. But it seemed like from what this says, it's like to get people to come to vote, you know, whichever way the vote comes, so people can participate in the... In the democratic system. Okay, citizens probably accounted for um, 10 to 20 percent of the of the police population, and of these, uh, it has been estimated that only 3,000 or so people actively participated in politics. Uh, of this groups, perhaps as few as a hundred, uh, the wealthiest, the most influential, and the best speakers dominated the political arena, both in front of the assembly and behind the scenes in private. Uh, conspiratorial <laughs> political meetings and groups, right? Uh, critics of the democracy, such as uh, um, Thucydides and Aristophanes, also pointed out that the demos could be too easily swayed by a good orator uh, or popular leaders, you know, the demagogues, and get carried away with their emotions. Uh, perhaps, um, perhaps the most famous bad decision from the Athenian democracy was the death sentence given to the philosopher Socrates in 399 BC. Now let's pause right there. Um, now, I hadn't thought of this before when I brought up Socrates, but, you know, they voted for his death sentence. And this just reminded and made it clear to us uh, how the Athenian democracy worked. Now he let them have it. He did. And in his trial, it's, um, if you read or listen to um, Socrates, the Apology, este, you'll see how he let them have it, you know, in the trial. This is basically, it was basically like a transcript of the trial itself. Uh, let me see real quick. I wanted to point something else out. Um, yeah, right. So right here. Uh, of this group, uh, uh, the Perhaps of this group, perhaps as few as a hundred citizens, you know, the wealthiest, the most influential, and the best speakers dominated the political arena, both in front of the assembly and behind the scenes in conspiratorial political meetings. Now, of course, in every in every governing system and in every political system, there's always corruption, there's always briberies, and there's 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 plenty of that throughout history, all over the place, and of course. Uh, Athens, even uh, uh, even as as the great city that it was, uh, I'm sure they, they couldn't escape, um, you know, the the crooked.
political maneuvering, you know, behind the scenes or whatever. Uh, okay. Um, oh, now remember, uh, so critics of democracy. Now, uh, Socrates in Plato's Republic, he actually doesn't like democracy, you know, much. Um, his idea of, of a repu his republic, you know, it's theoretical or whatever, but he wants kind of like um, what he called like philosopher kings, you know, um, philosophers, but in, in the in the ruling positions who 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 know that what's best for society, something like that. Uh, although even though he doesn't like democracy, um, he 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 said that's probably the best system. A best type of governing system, the democ the democratic system. As them. Uh, so yeah, because oh, what was, oh yeah. So the and and then so here it says here because the reason I brought that up was because it says critics of the democracy, uh, such as uh, Thucydides and Aristophanes. Also pointed out that the demos, the demos, remember the people, uh, could be too easily swayed by a good orator or a popular leader. Now let's pause right there. The, the so basically they're saying is their their um um their critique of democracy was that the people could too easily be swayed by a good speaker or popular leaders pop culture popular leaders i mean pop culture and stuff is nothing new this isn't something because of hollywood you know we just use that language today but popular you know the famous guy the good speaker the order can sway the the demographic you know with what they say and whatever and if of course if they are of bad intentions and whatever you know what i'm saying so what I'm just pointing out is that, as that was their their uh, critique of 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 democracy. It's like, hey, you know, the folks can be easily swayed. You know what I'm saying? And and sometimes um, um, at their own at their own peril. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they could be swayed to. I mean, just look at history. You know? So look, let's look at it again. Um, that the demos, the the the, demog that the demographics, the people could be too easily swayed by a good order or a popular leader. Just look at the uh, of the 20th century. Just look at the 20th century. Hitler, Mao, Stalin. These were popular leaders. You see the crowds. Look at the old footage of these leaders. The Castros. The you know the you know what I'm saying. That's nothing new. Look, we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about 400 BC. We're talking about 2,400 years ago that they're talking about this. What 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 the what the 20th century has shown us, All right? And we're gonna come back to that. So I just wanted to point that out because that jumped out at me. You know that, and it's and it's so true philosophically. If you look, if you step back and you look at it philosophically, that is one of the problems, because people will vote away their rights, their their natural God-given, you know, quote unquote, or their natural rights. They would vote them away 
if if they are swayed by a by a popular not a popular but maybe by a slick tongue a silver tongue a popular leader or something a popular person you know you know gets everybody riled up or whatever and then you know history has shown us that people will surrender their rights right so that's a critique um, that even Socrates had of um, of of the democracy <clears throat> uh, okay um, issues discussed in the assembly range from deciding magist uh, magistracies to organizing and maintaining food supplies and debating uh, military matters um, there was an, an um, there was in Athens a smaller body which decided the uh, or prioritized the topics which were discussed in the assembly in addition in times of crisis or war this body could also take decisions without the assembly meeting um, the council of 500 citizens was chosen by lot and had limited term of office which acted as kind of an executive committee of the assembly decrees of the assembly could also be challenged by laws and courts similar functions uh, to the Buell was the council of elders um, the Jerusalem the Jerousia of Sparta which also had the two Spartan kings as members and had certain legal powers uh, similar bodies of elders uh, existed in Corinth uh, in Symphalos and in Symphalos in Athens and Arapagus uh, was similar with such councils where elders were made members for life now real quick remember the council of 500 citizens um, that was during times of crisis where you know where they can meet quickly you know because remember people had to come from their little village or town or whatever to to the main place so it took time um, so they had this emergency power for this 500 citizens which were chosen by lot you know by by being by lottery basically as and um, and they had a, a limited uh, time serve, you know. It didn't say here uh, a time limit. It didn't say here how long, but you know, it could be something short term, you know, if it was if it was like war because there was some war going on or something, and they needed um, uh, stuff to be done. All right, here we go. Let's see. Um. In other Greek states, then, there were also democratic assemblies, sometimes, though, with a minimum property stipulation for attendees, as in the Biothian Federation, 447 uh, to 386 BC. Uh, some city-states also mixed democratic assemblies with monarchy, for example, Macedonia and Molossia. <clears throat> uh, Molossia. <laughs> Uh, the king of Sparta, the kings of Sparta, were kept in check by ephors, uh, who were themselves elected by the assembly. Um, <clears throat> they're going to get into that right now. Okay, so now we're going to look at monarchy. So we were looking at the different democracies, uh, different uh, uh, democratic uh, system. Uh, now we got the monarchy. In the Greek uh, world, monarchies were rare and were often only distinguishable by 
um, was distinguishable from a tyranny when the when the hereditary ruler was more uh, benevolent and ruled in the genuine interest of the people. The most famous monarchies were those in the states of Macedonia and, Epe and Epeiros, um, where the rulers shared power with an assembly. Uh, limited through these, limited though these were uh, in practice, although Sparta also possessed a citizen assembly. It is most famous for a system of two kings, not absolute monarchs. They did, however, hold great power when they led the Spartan army in times of war. During peacetime, kings were kept in check by um, ephors, who were themselves elected by the assembly. Clearly, a degree of political consensus was necessary uh, for this overlapping apparatus to function. The kings were also members of the Gusoria, which were admitted from a younger age, so they must have had a significant advantage over the other members who couldn't join until they were 60. Spartan kings could, however, be put on trial and even exiled. Uh, in uh, Herodotus histories, oh God, I know I talk about it all the time, but I was actually, I, <laughs> a little side note. So I was doing a little documentary today about the Black Sea. And they were talking about um, how the, the sea level seemed to have rised in a quick, in a quick uh, succession of maybe 10 years, 20 years, and they were trying to figure out why or when or whatever. But they brought up, um, they brought up uh, Herodotus' histories. Because in, his, in the histories, he brought up certain people who, and he brought, uh, and, he, and he specifies in the, in the histories uh, book, certain peoples and he explained where they lived and whatever and then they kind of seem to have erased from history so what the guys were saying on this documentary which was a geological documentary about the water and how did it rise or whatever actually brought up that because they found some ruins in a certain geological area a hundred meters under the water which means the coastline then they found the original coastline down there a hundred meters down uh, and the and the thing was, you know, who were these people? Who was the city that was down there? And it's not just one city, several cities, uh, because this whole area, the Black Sea, flooded, right? It, it the, the the sea level there's not even the the level rose a hundred meters, you know, over a certain amount of time. And anyway, they were talking about the ruins that they found in pristine condition under the water 100 meters which would suggest that the water just started rising and kept rising and people just you know it wasn't like a tsunami type thing it was just like people are you know imagine every day you notice the shore just getting closer and closer and closer and it just keeps coming and coming and coming so what do you do you just keep going for higher ground until the water just overtakes the whole area you know as the so whatever happened anyway and they brought up Herodotus histories because Herodotus spoke of these certain cities and these certain peoples that existed in that area and they were saying like wow so they were kind of saying like Herodotus was right about these people and whatever 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 so <laughs> side note sorry you know I love me uh, I love me some history but let's continue real quick so we can wrap this part up so then we have a tyranny uh, tyrants were also sole rulers of a state 
who had taken power in an unconstitutional manner, offering, often murdering their predecessor. You know, like I said earlier, they'll kill the king and then they just assume power because, I mean, what do the people know, right? He, all he has to have is a couple conspirators in the gen a couple generals or whatever, and, you know, boom, 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 boom. As they, however, gr uh, Greek tyrants were not necessarily evil rulers. Uh, they simply looked after their own interests. Uh, Syracuse in Sicily had run, um, had a run of famous tyrants, for example, Dionysius from 40, 405 BC to his son Dion Dionysian II, who took over in 367 BCE. Others include uh, Peristratos in Athens from 560 BCE. Huh, 560. Well, we're going way back, baby. Oh, I love this. Sorry, forgive me. I just the dates are just blowing me away because um, for some reason my mind concentrated somewhere around the 300 mark, but we're we're going way back to close to the 700 BCs. Um, anyway, um, okay. Um, others included Peristartros in Athens from 560 BCE, a typical benevolent tyrant who actually paved the way for democracy. Phidon in Argos, 660 BC, Lycrophron in Thessaly, um, and Polycrates in Samos, or Samos. Um, for the Athenians, tyranny became an uh, exact opposite of democracy, a position that allowed the citizens of Athens to feel a certain superiority. This feeling was especially evident in the demonizing of the Persian king Darius and Xerxes uh, the tyrant par excellence <laughs> As the, so basically when 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 they're saying a tyranny they mean an absolute ruler but doesn't have to be you know like they were saying the the the, the, tyr the tyrants in Greek were actually pretty noble <laughs> From what I, from what I gathered, they were pretty noble, but they were the one strong man ruling power, right? As the that was noble and tried to make the best decisions for his people or whatever, right? But today, nowadays, when we think of a tyrant, you know, we think of the Hitler, we think of the Stalin, you know, the mass murderer, um, and they're not a protector of the people for um you know oh so my bad so yeah no they brought up so these people these tyrants were were um were really interested in protecting themselves but at the same time would do their 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 job as 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 the ruler of the people and protect the people seems like okay we got oligarchy an oligarchy is a system of political power controlled by a select group of individuals, sometimes small in number, but it could also include large groups. For the Greeks, any system which excluded power from the whole citizen body and was not a tyranny or a monarchy was described as an oligarchy. Oligarchies were perhaps the most common form of city-state government, and they often occurred when democracy went wrong. Unfortunately, information concerning oligarchies in the Greek world is sparse. We know that in 411 BC, 
uh, in BC, in Athens, the oligarchy of the 400 took power out of the hands of the assembly and were themselves superseded by a more moderate oligarchy of 5,000. In 404 BC, following the defeat of the Athenian military forces in Sicily, there was an oligarchy of the 30 tyrants in Athens, which was a particularly brutal regime, noted for its summary executions. See, these guys, killers. Uh, Megara and Thebes were uh, other states which had an oligarchic system. Public officials. In Athens, the law was devised and enforced by magistrates. All citizens were eligible for the position, and indeed there were, uh, may well have been a certain expectation that the honorable citizen would play his active part in civic life. For the Greeks, the state was not seen as an interfering entity which sought to limit one's freedom, but as an apparatus through which the individual could fully express his membership of the community. <laughs> wow. Uh, the regular um, the regular turnover uh, due to limited terms of office and the prohibition of re-election meant abuse of power was kept in check. Ah, see, kept in check with term limits. Hmm, very good. And the rulers would in turn become the ruled. There was a lot of turnover. So you know, here in America, the original idea was uh, citizen rulers. You know, nobody, our founders never really thought that we would have career politicians. They didn't think that that people would want to come to Washington and just stay here for 40 years, 45 years, like certain politicians. You know, este, so, why did I bring that up? Oh, because look, even here in this state, they had term limits. And we're talking, you know, 400 B.C. You know, so so there's a protection there for, for the populace and uh, the populace themselves. Um, all right, let's see. Here we go. Uh, various boards of the officials also existed to make administrative decisions. You know, I'm... Um, bureaucracies sort of the way we would see them today administrative decisions you know how to manage the people and stuff like that member of the members of these were usually taken um, from each of ten traditional tribes all right let's go let's see there okay just your common stuff there oh. all right so the oligarchy is several leaders instead of one so not really like several kings more like a council of, of leaders uh, running the entire show all right let's see so those are the different types of uh, of governing systems in the Greek world now Let's go to what we got here in America. So, you know, we we vote uh, and then we have what was what's called an electoral college, right? Which which gives states a certain amount of votes depending on their population. So, the 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 higher populated states, Texas, Florida, California, 
you know, have a higher number of these electoral college votes. Now, as the, uh, they're proportionate to the amount of people that, you know, reside in the state. Now, now every other state, though, has these votes, too, which allows them to participate in in, in, in the overall um, selection of, of the presidency. Este, the reason, so when, when I think, well not when I think, when we think of the founders, you know, they used, they looked, they looked to Greece, they looked to Athens, you know, they looked to philosophers in, in, in uh, the British philosophers, French philosophers, you know, to get ideas of, of what kind of governance system and, and their overall intention was to protect the citizen from the government, from a king, from a ruler, from the sovereign getting too powerful, you know, and taking away your, let's say, your natural rights, natural human rights, right? So they, they, they try to come up with the best available system um, that they could in order to protect the citizenry, you know, because they know they were, I mean, they were, they knew history. The, the, the founders and them, you know, they were very well read. They knew history. Um, and, and they just wanted to protect the people from themselves. And so they devised this electoral college system, which would allow the, the less populated areas still be to still participate in in the choosing of a, of a president as that you know we hear a lot lately um, you know people talk about it's an antiquated system and you know it's pretty shameful but you know when you they, they bring up stuff like well the founders had slaves so why should we even listen or why should we even continue using this 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 electoral college system which is antiquated and whatever right este, but the system itself um, uh, it's it's a barrier it protects uh, it helps um, it gives voice to the smaller states you know it, it makes them a part of, of the of the process um, you know so let's say let's say we would go to a the way our system is now let's say we would go to a popular vote right now let's use the the most recent presidential election as there you know there was a thing uh, you know so Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by um, I got it right here. She won the popular vote by like 2.8 million votes, so almost 3 million votes more than than Donald Trump did. Um, but he got um, he got o uh, over 300 uh, electoral college votes, right? So that's that's how he won the presidency. So people say, well, we should get rid of the electoral college because because I mean, right? Popular vote, popular rule, right? But let me give you an example of, of why that's not a good idea. Now, in Los Angeles County, I got the numbers right here. In, in Los Angeles County, 
um, for instance, look, we're just looking at numbers. We're not we're not gonna, we're not looking at 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 partisanship here. We're gonna look at numbers, right? Because the question is like, we should get rid of the electoral college, right? Popular vote. Okay. Well, let's look at it. Uh, in LA County itself, uh, Hillary Clinton got 1.9. Wait. Yes, 1.9 million votes in LA in LA County, right? It's good. In in New York City, she got over just just over a million votes. So if we were to take the total amount of votes that she got in LA and in New York equals the three million, right? That the three million that pushed. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Because remember, the pop she won the popular vote by three million. The and when you look at numbers, remember these are just numbers now because we're talking popular vote versus electoral college. So these three million votes basically the three million votes that she won the popular vote basically came from Los Angeles County and New York City. So if we were to surrender, if we were to give, if we were to change the way we, if we were to throw away the electoral college system, LA and New York would be choosing our 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 presidents in, per, in perpetuity. Why would anybody? Why would any other state in the middle of the country and flyover country? Why would anybody want to participate in in um in a presidential election? Why would a president even bother going to those middle states, flyover country, to meet and greet people and try to talk to people and try to win their vote. Why? All they would have to do is win the vote in the West Coast and in the Northeast. That's it. You know, and mind you, these are numbers, but basically, that's all. So that is why it is so important that we stick that we stick to the system that we that we have. Because the system is meant to protect the people. Now, you know, it's it's very it's very it is very weird because not weird, but as you learn more about people and you learn more about sociology and the way people react and stuff, and I mean, you can see how people can work get worked up into a fervor and surrender. Um, their liberties. Now, there's, we have the, um, forgive me, sorry. The, so we have, uh, I believe, the 19th, I thought I had it here in front of me, the 19th Amendment to the Constitution as the, the states, so see, the states used to pick their senators. So we, we f citizens, have representatives in, in districts where we live, that which represent us, me as a person, in the House of, of House of Representatives, which is your house. It's the people's house. The Senate originally was where the state legislatures, right, let's say the state, state of Texas, the legislature sends two people to represent the state's interests in Washington. The legislative interests in Washington, not 
Like for instance, they passed the 19th Amendment, which, which, um, which um, made the which made the selection of senators through popular vote. You know, so before the legislature, the le this legisl legislature would pick a senator to uh, would pick senators to to send to Washington to rep remember to represent the interest of the state. You know, the way we do it now is um, basically a senator is just he just wears a jersey. You know. They don't represent the legislative body anymore when when that amendment passed. So and mind you, the states had to had to um um Okay, so the states had to ratify the proposed amendment. So the proposed amendment is hey, let's go to let's go to popular vote for the senators. <coughs> And the states ratified that, basically surrendering their representation in Washington. Because now the senators wear, it's basically like they're just wearing a jersey. They, they, they don't have, they don't respond to the state legislature. They don't have to vote the way the state legislature tells them to. So imagine what a senator does now Imagine it's he's actually voting the way the state legislature tells him whenever a vote comes up for a, a nominee or for a law or whatever. He goes back to Texas and talks to the le legislature, how are we going to vote on this? And then they do their thing and then they say, okay, well, we're going to vote for it. Boom. That's how it used to be. Let's see. The ignorance or the, or the whatever was going on during the time when they, when they brought up this proposed amendment. You know, it's really to give themselves more power. I mean, here's the thing is there's two ways to propose amendments. They can be proposed uh, by the House and, and the Senate, right? They have to be passed uh, with uh, two-thirds. Um, let me see. Two. It has to be passed by two-thirds of the um, of the legislative right of the house and senate and then it has to be um ratified by uh, three-fifths of the states right so that adds up to about 48 states i believe uh no wait is it 37 my math sucks anyhow so the states surrendered their their representation in washington when they when they went to a when they ratified that amendment, you know, because now they have no say in what happens. Now, you can get a good senator, for instance, like the great senator of Texas, who he votes, the great senator Ted Cruz, he votes the way he knows what Texans want. So he represents the state of Texas more than just wearing a jersey, you know. So we're pr we're proud of that. We're we're glad that we have a fighter like that, you know, representing our state in Washington. But see, we hear a lot about you know modern times, 
we hear a lot about these ideas of governance and stuff and i mean you know we're not going to get too much into it because we're going to start wrapping here but you know you hear a lot about um uh socialism and all this stuff and it, it's weird because you know the idea the idea that the that the founders had is um and seeing even beyond the founders remember they they got their ideas from wise people that came from before them you know philosophers and british philosophers french philosophers you know they looked at the greek philosophers they looked at all these different systems and all these governing systems and it's like they took the best parts of all of it uh, of all this information they put they took the best of it and and developed a system that would best protect the individual you know that would best protect the individual so when we think of our governing system, when we think of our of our constitution, let's say, that's yours. You know, these folks they they go to Washington, you know, politicians and and mind you, not just here in America, politicians in general in whatever country you're listening to. We know, you know how it is. Politicians they go and they a lot of them some there's some that are noble that want to work hard for the people that are true that are true leaders, you know, that have the hearts of kings, you know. There are those out there. But, you know, for the most part, I think politicians in general are, are power-hungry and, you know, they, they have no other skill than, you know, s s smooth tongues. And, I mean, there's these people. I mean, you know, here in America, there's so many examples of politicians who, 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 who straight out of college, you know, who, who've never held a private sector job, who've never run a business, whatever, straight out of college, become, you know, they, they join local government and then they just work their way through up into state government, then into federal government, and then they're just there. They're just like there. They're just like a, 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 a mole, <laughs> a mole on the ass of Uncle Sam. You know, leeching off Uncle Sam, you know. They have no other skill, some of these politicians who've been there 20, 30, 40 years. You know. And we're supposed to trust uh, on their judgment and everything, you know. I mean, they, they, now, if we were, if, you know, they're never, they would never pass a law. The 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 uh, politicians would never pass a law to term limit themselves. Um, you know, the only way we could get term limits would be uh, through a constitutional amendment. You know, now there's two ways of proposing a constitutional amendment through the Congress, right, and the Senate. They have to propose, and it has to pass with a certain amount of number of people. Or the states can do that themselves too. It's called Article Five. You know, the states can get together in a, in a, you know, people confuse the language. It's not a convention of states. It's a convention to propose amendments to the Constitution. And then it still has to follow the same process, except it leaves out the federal government. So these, these jerk-offs in Washington who want to be powerful and want to stay there or whatever, it leaves them completely out. Why? Because the states come together and say, hey, you know what? Let's say, for instance... We want to propose uh, an, an amendment to the Constitution that says term limits for senators and uh, term limits for everybody across the board, right? The president is term limit. How about we term limit some of these senators and congressmen and, and, and you know, 
um, whatever. How about people who work in the bureaucracies and stuff? I mean, we have people embedded in there who've been there probably, you know, God knows what. God knows how long, right? But see, so if we wanted to do something like term limits to um, to step over them because they're never going to term limit themselves, the states would have to come together and make a, a proposed an amendment to the Constitution and then it would have to be ratified, you know. But, you know, stuff like this, you know, we we need to preserve our ways, our systems, because they are good systems. They have worked. We have, they have worked for this long. You know, we're not a perfect nation. We're not a perfect people. We have bad history and good history. But the 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 important thing is that we are are pro we are progressing in true progress. We are moving forward from where we used to be. You know, our laws and stuff now things are things can and are and can and will get out of hand if we don't keep ourselves in check. First of all, it has you know, I get always go back to the individual. It starts with us, of course, but dang it, we're gonna have to start holding our leaders in check. You know? Because I mean, we listen to how they talk to us. We listen to how they treat us. We listen how they demean us and talk down to us. They don't produce anything. Politicians don't produce anything. We pay their salaries. We pay their benefits. We pay their retirement. We pay their security. We pay all of it. You and I. They work for us. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. And don't be afraid to hold them to account. We have to start thinking a little bit different out here, folks. You know, because everybody wants to point, let's say, at the president, Trump, because of the way he speaks or whatever. Dude, there's far worse embedded people. He's He can be gone after this election or in four more years. He's gone back into the ether. And these cockroaches in the White uh, not in the White House, in, um, in Capitol Hill, who have been there for 30, 40, 45 years, mooching and leeching off of tax money. They're the ones we should be concerned about. They're the ones we should keep an eye out for. They know the ways. They figure it out. Those are the people we need to keep an eye on. Think of the way they speak to you. Listen to the way they talk to you. Listen to the way they... Listen to the way they talk about your fellow citizens, your fellow Americans. I think it's time that, um, you know, we start paying a little bit more attention. Uh, you know, I, I always insist on, on the education of ourselves because as we educate ourselves, we become a little bit more attuned and more a little bit more enlightened, let's say, and um, able to see and, and listen and and kind of kind of see through the way these politicians talk to us. You know, they try to rile us up about the rich people that have too much money or they're not paying enough of, of their share and this and that. I mean, think about it. Like, why is that my business? What do I care how much you make? Why do you care how much I make? You know? These used to be a fun these used to be fundamental um things where where we didn't even worry about uh what people made. Right? Because it's none of our business. You know, we do our own thing. We handle our own thing. 
but you know there seems to be a, a lot of popular uh, sentiment lately you know you hear a lot of this from politicians and you know maybe some pop um, some folks in, in 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 TV industry or something and I mean I don't really know who or what mostly politicians I think no because people on TV are really are have money so why would they right but so politicians are, or these people have that mu so much money and why do they need this or they they need to pay more taxes or their fair share right it's like why should we care about that you know we should care about what we're doing um, and and not necessarily how others um, if, they're, if they're not breaking any laws then we shouldn't be concerned right but politicians try to get us riled up uh, about those things um, so you know we it, think it's time that we we start to listen you know a little bit more I mean get your information fine if you get it from the news cast on the on the cable channels fine I don't because it's 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 uh, repetitive you know they throw a story out there on Friday whatever uh, and they 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 juice it for all they can on throughout the weekend you know it's the same process in the media you know get get pertinent information important information from trusted sources that you that you trust you know sources that you that you go to that you trust you know get your information but also do your own digging you know because it's not all about what's on the TV it's not all about Washington I mean think about this think about this every single day you turn on the TV Washington 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 dude Washington doesn't run your life why the hell should you should we be concerned now mind you yes it's important that we keep Washington in check right but it shouldn't be, government shouldn't be the central focus you know what I mean if government is a central focus then government is too powerful government can be too powerful to where your liberties shrink and shrink and shrink and shrink and before you know it you will not know it till it's too late history teaches this so elections are important yes they are very important but what is your duty as a citizen during an election time to get riled up about your skin color to get riled up about what someone said on a tweet or, or, or something some nonsensical stuff or the future of this nation for your children and your grandchildren are you gonna be a selfish person and think about yourself right here right now and not your not the, not your generations to come the liberty that you enjoyed growing up it's not about you anymore it's about what comes after you and what you want to leave them you want to leave them liberty But they can be and try to be 
whatever it is they want to be, as successful as they want to be. Or some sort of paradisical equality, uh, utopia. I mean, these places. It's just the time to fight is now. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. You're smart enough. Just listen. Just listen to the way they talk to you. Just listen. Who talks positive? Who talks negative? Who talks about you as an individual? Who talks about others and what they got and why they got it and how much they got? How do you live your life? Are you a glass half full or a glass half empty? Do you complain? Are you bitter? Are you angry? Do you work hard? Do you try hard every day to be the best you can? Do you love and help your neighbors? Vote. What represents you? And I'm going to say it like this. When I turn on the TV and I see people burning stuff down, I see people looting, I see people bothering patrons at a restaurant, we're just trying to have a, a meal. When I see masked thugs attacking people after a rally. I see the Democrat Party. That's who I see. But that's me. And that's my opinion. And that's why you are here, because you like my opinion, and maybe if you don't like my opinion, it's okay. But that's what I see. You know, I, when I think of law and order, when I think of family, when I think of protecting our neighborhoods, when I think of police, when I think of, um, of, our, of our armed forces and our services, when I think of our flag, I think of conservatives, I think of patriots. And I think of, out of the two-party system, the Republican Party represents that more, more fully, in my opinion, than the Democrat Party. But hey, this is what elections are all about, is where do we want to take our country, you know? Uh, I, don't let, I don't let emotions guide my decisions. Uh, I try to let my decisions be led by principles, you know, philosophy, ideals tested and true, you know. I don't get riled up about my skin color. I don't get riled up uh, because I'm a minority, quote unquote, right? All this garbage. Minority, skin color, and this, that. 
you're smart. And unfortunately, a lot of these politicians don't think so. And it's becoming very clear just by listening to them that they really think you're ignorant. And they think you're dumb. And they're counting on your ignorance. But I figure let's send them a big old fuck you come election time. Let those fuckers know that you are awake and that you're learning. You're not woke. Fuck woke. Don't even say that fucking word. Woke. Educate yourself. Strengthen your mind, your body, and your soul. Why? Because you are the defender of liberty. You are the defender of liberty. And you got to do what you got to do. You know, election season is coming and we're all going to do what we got to do and then we're going to go from there. So, uh, you know, coming up, we're going to do a few more things. I don't like getting partisan. I'll give you my, uh, you know, my opinions and stuff. But we're all going to have fun together. We're all going to learn together. We're all going to do these things together. Este, and it's going to be fun. I got some, some stuff coming up. So, um... So stay tuned for that. Alright folks, I want to thank you uh, for checking in on us. Uh, it's been a few days, but I've been really busy. <laughs> you know, so this isn't this isn't my only gig. So, uh, you know, I'm running, um, I'm a little behind on my mileage. So I've been, I gotta run, I got 95 days to run like freaking 400 miles. So I gotta get on it. And of course business is, 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 is on and popping like always. So we're over there. But yeah, everything's good. Um, I want to thank you guys for checking in on us. I want to welcome all of our new listeners all across the globe and all across America and Mexico. Please check back soon. We don't put material out every day. So, might be a couple days um, or shit. I, I might have some tomorrow. You know, nigga, feeling a little froggy lately, you know. But anyhow, um, so check back soon. Uh, the email is in the description if you want to drop a line and get a shout out. Tell your friends if you like what you heard. Hit the subscribe button so you will see when we have uh, when we put out new content. Uh, let me see. Anything else? Any housekeeping? Uh, no? Alright guys. Uh, it's it's getting... Uh, we have a cold front here in North Texas so it's a little bit, it's a little bit chilly. I'm actually uh, in the shed back here. <laughs> so you you know, you usually hear the dogs fighting each other and shit. But yeah, so um, we're good to go. All right, guys. Love you. Stay safe out there. Um, continue on the on the path that you're on. You know, educate yourself. Strengthen your mind, your body, and your soul, baby. And we're going to do all of this together for the betterment of not just ourselves and our family and our communities, but our nation as a whole, you know together all right guys love you take care and i will see you very soon peace out guys this is thesis